Welcome to Access Point Radio, your destination for the news, strategies, and practices needed to grow your business. I'm your host, Kyle Todd. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Access Point. Uh, as we continue our series on um, COVID recovery for businesses, uh, I'm so excited today to welcome a couple of my Main Street colleagues. Uh, I've got with us today uh, Deborah Jones from the Ward 7 Business Partnership and Bill McLeod from Historic DuPont Circle Main Street. Uh, welcome to you both. Thanks for joining us here today. Deborah, you have been a, a Main Street director for 12 years uh, in Ward 7 Business Partnership. Uh, Bill, you've got 18 years under your belt um, in various Main Street programs throughout the District of Columbia. and who know you were with the National Main Street program for a while, right? Um, so you, you all have seen a few things. Uh, so I'm uh, very excited, very excited to talk to you both about uh, what's going on with some of your businesses uh, during the shutdown. Uh, I'd like to hear from from each of you. Um, start with you, Deborah. Uh, what's going on in your neighborhood? Uh, the, the businesses in your district, what, what are they experiencing under this shutdown? Uh, and what are some things that, that they're doing to keep going? What are some things that you're doing to, to help them? Um, well, first, um, some of the things that they're experiencing, um, they, um, uh, customer, the customer base for most of them had dropped off uh, before the shutdowns even started. Uh, they were seeing less foot traffic, uh, less less customers altogether because there was so much. There's been so much unemployment, and um, once the shutdown started, uh, my first question was to all of them. You know, what are you seeing? Are you are you, are you seeing anything different? And they were saying no, that it was you know status quo. But I noticed in their stores that customers were coming in, discovering that they had uh, the emergency products that they were looking for. Uh, they, you know, I've been to Costco and there was no toilet paper, but you got toilet paper. You know, you've got water, you've got hand sanitizer, you have, uh, you know, san you know, uh, disinfectant wipes. Um, so they had, they actually became, you know, sort of a mainstay in their communities with the um, the items that people were looking for. And um, so what I've done is just try to keep them apprised of all of the relief uh, programs that have come down the pike. Uh, I don't have a lot of business owners who, who use email. So we had to do a lot of face-to-face, -face, uh, you know, handing out flyers, trying to uh, get a conversation out of the, the actual business owner or the manager uh, because I um, try to um, I try to review the orders that the mayor sends out to make sure they understand what they are supposed to be doing. And we made distancing signs for the essential businesses. And I also had to explain to some businesses why they were essential and why they were not. Um, I've gone around with the tape measure and work with them on taping their floors so people stand six feet apart. Um, talk to, I've talked to customers in their stores about why they should not be bunching up at the counter, why they shouldn't pass each other in the narrow aisles in the convenience stores. 
Um, and of course, then we're, we we have the subgrants that we give out from the um, from the um, Main Street funding that we get every year. So I've paid some I paid some utility bills for some businesses that were shut, uh, and I've worked with some of the businesses that are open uh, with security changes that they want to make during this time, and we're still working on it. <laughs> Bill, Bill, what what is going on in DuPont Circle Main Street businesses and how are you helping them adjust? Yeah, wow. So DuPont usually has uh, 325 businesses open seven days a week, including a farmer's market. And uh, basically 10% of businesses are open at this time. And of those businesses open, except for the grocery stores, um, they're doing um, probably uh, 10 to 20% of their regular sales. So they really are hurting. And I, I think of it as... These restaurants that are open right now are really a public service. They are losing money by being open. Our, one of our very high-end uh, restaurants that serves seafood sells an average of six dinners a night. And that is way down from what they usually do, especially when an entree hovers around $35. So um, the food is excellent. Come to DuPont and get carry out. Many of them are, are doing it. It's it's wonderful. We did this launch this. Thanks for finding that. The DuPont Delivers campaign that was in March. Um, and so we've got a lot of rest, restaurants to carry out, pick up and delivery. We have something like five pickup drop-off zones. I just installed one on 18th Street on Saturday in front of Bar Charlie, a very popular um, tavern. And it's actually really easy to do these pickup drop-off zones. If, for window dressing, they look great. I don't know how well they're actually used, but um, it makes businesses feel like the customers can kind of get in and out very quickly. So we did that. We also did a big push for uh, kind of online sales in March. And then this past weekend, we did Christmas in April. Saturday was April 25th, if I remember right. And the Hyrick Mansion did their Christmas market. DuPont has something like uh, 50 retailers and 130 services and 110 restaurants. Most of them all uh, sell gift cards and gift certificates online now. And so we did a big push for that. And then we've, we've just launched a new um, open for business campaign where we're giving out huge posters, kind of three by four posters that are visible from the street. We're handing them out. We're helping them paste on windows, businesses open. Here's one at uh, a gourmet market selling uh, groceries. And this is actually bringing in new customers, believe it or not, because so many people are looking for new places or any place to shop, uh, buy groceries, wine, olive oil, flour, things like that. So this business is uh, open for business campaign is actually working really, really well. Great. So Great. what else? Just 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 staying a little busy over there. Um, Bill, you mentioned the pickup and drop off zone permits. And uh, for those of you not, those of you listening that are not in the DC area or maybe unaware of it, um, the Department of Transportation uh, is allowing us to provide or set up, uh, work, work with our businesses and set up designated pickup and drop off zones. And these are our zones where the meter is, for all intents and purposes, um, closed. Uh, so you don't have to pay to park there. Uh, and nobody else can park there unless you are there to pick up, um, pick up food or, um, or, I guess, drop off deliveries. But uh, the, the signs are specific and unique to this COVID shutdown. 
Um, so you'll see around town, you may see some of the some of the very familiar red and white uh, square signs on meters that say no parking. Uh, but if you look a little closer, they're 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 blocked out a little bit different. Uh, and at least on my Rhode Island Avenue Main Street corridor, the pickup and drop off zones that um, that we've set up, they've actually come and covered the meter. Um, so, so that you can't put money in the meter. Of course, we're also um, way out in the in the part of town where they still have standalone meters, as opposed to just the uh, the zone parking. Um, so, you may not have those in in Dupontville. I don't know. But um, Deborah, are you? Uh, do you have any pickup drop off zones in your in your neck of the woods? Um, no, we don't. Um, one. We have three restaurants. Uh, when all of this sh the shutdown situation started, our legacy um, restaurant had has been around since the '60s. They had just rebuilt two two lots down from their old business in order to get out of the way of some development. So they hadn't reopened yet. Uh, they were just about to reopen when the shutdown orders came. So. Uh, I don't even know if they finished putting their equipment in the building. Then across the street from them is another restaurant. Uh -huh. the, across the street is another restaurant that um, has been open since, I'm going to say, December. So uh, they moved over from H Street. Uh, and then almost immediately, they, you know, while they're trying to establish themselves, all, the whole situation started. Then our third restaurant was uh, the windows are still papered. They haven't opened up yet. So <laughs> that's it for our restaurants. They're, you know, they're either they never got a chance. Um, and, you know, so uh, we have no curbside going on. We don't have any metered parking anyway, so we wouldn't have been covering up any meters. Um, but um, we are I am going to be working with the businesses trying to this week to see about people uh, distancing outside and um, you know the, the sidewalk extension project that um, we got information about to see if we can get some of that set up but again that's a that's going to be an issue of somebody's got to police that and who's going to do it uh, you know do right. the businesses have the staff you know to do it because most of them were mom and pops anyway they have their family you know their families and everybody's not coming into work now so uh, you know, that's going to be, that's going to, we're going to have to get creative about that, um, how that's going to be handled yeah. so, at this yeah. point. Mm -hmm. think, Kyle, what are you doing over on Rhode Island? I, a, little, a little bit of everything. Um, we have um, a few of our businesses uh, that are doing delivery only, uh, a few of our restaurants that are doing delivery only. Uh, we've got Good food market that is open for business, uh, and and um, they are talk about the the safest place in town. Uh, you walk in, you you're obviously required to wear a mask when you walk in. First thing you do when you walk in is you see a stack of boxes of gloves, and they ask everybody to put on gloves um, before they continue on in the store. Um, and the few times that I've been in there. Um, Everybody that has been in there has been wearing gloves, wearing masks, and the people that work there are continually cleaning. Um, 
And then, then there's a big trash can uh, by the door on the way out where you can deposit your gloves on the way out. So you're, nobody's dropping them on the sidewalk. Um, and, uh, and, and they're doing quite well. They, they also are, uh, as Deborah mentioned for her businesses, they're one of the, the few places where you can count on to find a roll of toilet paper and, and some of the, the basics. Uh, and uh, Grisik's coffee is uh, available for ordering coffee online or, or once you get to the, uh, to the door, you can call and place an order and they'll bring your coffee out to you. Um, so we're seeing instances like that uh, up and down Rhode Island Avenue. Uh, I think um, for our corridor, some of the businesses that are hurting the most are the service businesses, uh, the salons and the barbers, um, the, the, the boutiques, uh, the clothing stores. Uh, are you seeing something similar in your neighborhoods? Completely shut down. Massage parlors, yoga studios, nail salons, barbershops, all closed six, six weeks mm -hmm. now. This is devastating. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah the same, the same for us. Bill, you were around for the 2008 recession. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, how does, how does this compare, um, to, to what businesses faced in, in 2008 when, when everything was slow, things really slowed down, but this is a full stop. And I don't think, uh, I feel like this is an avalanche and that was a snowstorm. You know, um, we got through the snowstorm. It was really tough. It was a recession. It hit the housing market and it had all these sad spinoff effects in small business and then personal spending and then jobs. This is a giant avalanche that's hitting us now and we don't even know what the fallout's going to be. Yeah. What do you, uh, when, when you were working with businesses for recovery from the 2008 recession, uh, what, what types of, of lessons did you learn then that you feel like you can at least begin to apply in the recovery for businesses now? You know, um, this is such a different animal. I thought that things would kind of translate similarly, like in the uh, 2008 recession, you know, rather than having two glasses of wine with dinner, people would choose to not have any wine with dinner. That's what restaurateurs were telling me. Today, we, you know, it's full stop, no sales, or maybe people are going out to buy dinner once a week on a Friday and they're not uh, buying these cocktails. You know, Abra has been very flexible where people could buy cocktails and take them home with the purchase of a meal. People are not doing it. Uh, um, it liquor stores are open, the liquor sales are okay, but they're not what they've been. It's really a full stop. Yeah, this is Annie's. Annie's is not just selling uh, their fantastic menu for carryout for lunch and dinner, but they've also got supplies like uh, toilet paper and full on bottles of liquor. And, uh, but um, food sales are good, but um, everything else is, is, is really tough. Plus their fantastic staff, which has worked there 20, 30 years, most of their staff has been laid off. It's, it's really sad. Uh, Deborah, did you have uh, many businesses apply for the various grants, whether it was, um, whether it was the payroll protection program or the SBA grants or the DC micro grants? Um, so I, I did a, a survey monkey 
uh, with all the products that have come out so far, the main ones, the SBA ones and the, the DC um, uh, grant, the emergency relief grant. And um, the I, I've only so far gotten about 13 responses, even though every time I send an email out now, I say, please take the survey. But you know how surveys go. <laughs> so, but um, I was really surprised that I have two or three people who applied for the PPP and were awarded. Uh, of course, nobody's been awarded on this, the city's emergency grant yet. Uh, I think they're saying the end of this week or the end of the of April, which is the end of this week. Um, yeah, it's in a couple of days. Yeah, uh, that that's when they're going to start distributing. Uh, but I haven't heard anything about anybody getting awarded for that. I think I have absolutely zero people who have gotten who have said that they've gotten the SBA, uh, any SBA money, uh, except for the PPP, the, the payroll protection. Um, and one of the questions I asked was, uh, did you apply and are still waiting? Most of them say they're still waiting. Some were denied, but most of them say they're, they're still waiting to hear, so. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm, we're, we're actually collecting data to report to the mayor and the city council. So in a minute, I've got to cut this off and just give the data that I have to the person who's writing our, our uh, position paper. Uh, for you know, uh, for for that report. So, Bill, are, are your businesses applying for these as well? Yes. Yeah, so um, I um, have informed all our businesses about these federal grants, but I really pushed local grants. So we, in March, we gave away the rest of our. Um, um, grants, which were officially like sign and facade grants. We just converted them to, you know, small business grants. You can spend it on whatever you want. We didn't have a huge pot of money for that. And we did a huge push for this micro grant. We really tried to get everyone to apply. For the federal grants, I know there are a little bit more work. Uh, we made the information out there through email and on our website, but we didn't push them really hard like we did the DC micro grant. I think it's easier to deal with uh, the DC government than the federal government. So. I always like to under-promise and over-deliver, knowing that a federal grant is a little bit more uh, burdensome for a small business owner who's really not used to writing grants. Yeah, yeah. Um, for 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 our listeners' sake, um, you know, any uh, anywhere there's small businesses, there's some organization available to help you. Um, and uh, here in DC, we have 26 Main Street programs. Uh, we have multiple, um, 20, no, excuse me, 24 Main Street programs. Uh, we have multiple economic development offices in the district government. Um, and uh, there's, there's access to resources everywhere. And the first place to start is uh, with your Main Street, because if you are a small business in DC, there is a very strong likelihood that you are in a Main Street program. Um, so you can uh, head over to um, the Department of Small and Local Businesses website. It's dslbd.dc.gov. And uh, there's actually a place where you can plug in your address to see uh, where you can get assistance if there is a Main Street program near you that can help you. Um, and we all have, as Main Street programs, we all have uh, information on our organization's website. 
um, links to all of these grants and and resources. Um, so Deborah, um, let's start with you. Why don't we? Uh, can you give your uh, organization contact information, um, your web URL, and uh, and your office phone number, so people in uh, in the Ward Seven Business District can contact you. Sure, we're uh, the Ward Seven Business Partnership, formerly the Deanwood Heights Main Streets, and it's just it's just a name change at this point. <laughs> but mm -hmm. you can reach me, Deborah Jones. Uh, my email address is. Uh, D Jones at ward7.com. It's W A R D S E V E N.com. Uh, we are, our mailing address is 4645 Nanny Helen Burroughs Avenue Northeast, uh, Washington, D.C. 20019. And our office number is 202 621 2288. Um, and we're in temporary office space right now, so if uh, if you if you call our original phone number that I just gave, you'll still reach us. Uh, um, and we're working hard to move back to permanent digs at this point. Like that, Bill. Uh, Bill, can, how <laughs> how can uh, businesses in the Dupont Circle area find you? Well, hopefully everybody in DuPont uh, knows who we are and where we are. Uh, we have a very visible clean team and we partner with the DuPont Circle bid to clean um, five commercial corridors and DuPont Circle Park proper. Um, I try to be on the street a lot and I like to think I'm very visible. But if you don't know us, you can always email me at bill, B-I-L-L, at dupontcircle.biz. Our mailing address is DuPont Circle Main Streets. 9 DuPont Circle Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20036. And the office phone is 202-656-4487. And our website, in case you haven't visited, is DuPont Circle Main Streets, with an S, dot O-R-G. Great, great. Um, we uh, are going to uh, have you guys come back a little bit later on uh, in a few weeks, if you don't mind. And we can touch base on where are your businesses Love at it. in a couple of weeks, and because uh, you know everything's moving fast, we we've always got new information to share uh, during during this time of COVID. Um, so thank you both for your time today, Deborah Jones from Ward Seven Business Partnership, and Bill McLeod from Dupont Circle Main Street. Thank you both for being here today, and uh, I'll see you both soon. And thank you everyone for tuning in. And uh, we'll see everyone later. Bye-bye.